Welcome. We are so glad you've joined us today. Are you ready for another Bayside Christian Church podcast? Let's get straight into it. I woke up this morning and I don't always get this, but I got really excited in my spirit because the Lord said there's miracles in the house today. I, I don't get that every week, but this morning as I was driving to church, there's miracles in the house and I just want to see them manifest and some of you are probably already receiving it in Jesus' name. Guess what? It's the 30th of June, the middle of the year. Hard to believe the whole first semester and first half of the year is gone. So at the middle of the year, it's like a football game. It's half time. You get come off the field for 10 or 15 minutes. They used to give us those yucky hot oranges when I was a kid playing football. They'd burn your lips. and But half time, you catch your breath, you have time to have a drink, have a sit down for a few minutes, evaluate what happened in the first half and get ready to go again. You haven't got quite as much energy because you've used a lot, but now you get smarter because you think, well, I'm going to use my energy better. So I just want to uh, talk a little bit today about um, reviewing, refocusing and being refreshed by the Spirit of God. The three R's, review, refocus and refresh. And the presence of the Lord is always here to refresh us as we felt today. And some of us, our first half of our year, we've had amazing breakthroughs and blessings. For some of us, it's been some huge stretches and challenges. Say, God, I, I think I need more than 10 minutes break. I need a little longer. Well, if you need a few a bit longer, that's okay. But the Spirit of God is wanting us to get refreshed, reviewed and refocused for this second half of the year so we can run with great clarity and blessing and favour over our lives because the presence of the Lord will always refresh us when we refocus and we take time. Like Mary Lynn said, every time we remember Jesus, he reminds you of who you are. And I just want that to stir our hearts today. No matter what schemes of the enemy has come against you, no matter what natural challenges or relationship stretchings have happened, the Spirit of God wants to remind you that he is here with you and wants to refresh you so that we can excel and overcome. The best is yet to come. And I believe God's stirring our hearts for our nation, for our community, and for our lives. To celebrate the victories. Sometimes we're so busy we forget to celebrate and stop. The, the achievements that have happened in our own uh, families, our own lives, in our own uh, um, ministries or groups or uh, church, we need to stop and re celebrate the wins, the breakthroughs, the successes, and the progresses. And we need to celebrate we need to be truthful about the setbacks, the disappointments, the battles and the delays. Don't let them overwhelm you. Be truthful about it. Saying, God, how can I grow through this? God, did I miss your purpose in there? Or was that just an outright scheme of the enemy trying to take my, my uh, confidence away? Just let, you spend time in his presence. He'll help you to be truthful about the challenges or the setbacks or the needs. And I found in his presence... David says that I was so angry and upset they were trying to kill me. But he said, when I settled my heart in your presence, then I saw the real issues. I saw the big picture. I saw that you were going to turn it all for good. I saw your heart reaching out to strengthen my heart. And so I want to encourage you that in his presence is fresh focus. Then we get refocused. We look at our goals. Some of you set some goals at the beginning of the year. And some of us think, oh, that's too hard. You forgot to look at them again. Time at the middle of the year to pull them back out and say, God, how am I going on them? I was believing to study those things and I'm just I'm not there. I was going to read those four books and I've only read one and a half. God, help me to get back on. 
Don't be disappointed. Don't let discouragement stop you. Pull it out and say, God, give me fresh focus so I can achieve that this year. And I just believe God's saying, hey, as a church, let's just get fresh focus in our lives and to see his purpose come and get refreshed and empowered. Philippians 4.13 is my key scripture today. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. As a kid, I used to read that and think, that's awesome. But can I really do all things through Christ who strengthens me? I can't go in and do an operation at the theatre in the hospital tomorrow because I'm not trained. Some people use that and claim they can do all things, but it's all things that God's purposed for you, not all things. Let's look at another version which explains that because you set yourself up for disappointment and failure when you try to do all things that is not what God's planned for you. In the Passion Translation, says, I know what it means to lack. I know what it means to experience overwhelming abundance. For I'm trained in the secret of overcoming all things, whether in fullness or in hunger. And I find that the strength of Christ's explosive power infuses me to conquer every difficulty. Wow, look at that one. Let's read that one again. I find that the strength of Christ's explosive power infuses me to conquer every difficulty. Difficulty, that's overcoming and doing all things through Christ who strengthens me. So whatever, when you get overwhelming challenges, you get disappointments or setbacks, saying, God, your strength, it's in Christ. Your explosive power infuses me to conquer every difficulty. Let's look at the Amplified. I can do all things which he has called me to do through him. So the Amplified actually goes to the original meaning a bit clearer and expounds it. So I can do all things which he has called me to do through him who strengthens and empowers me to fulfill his purpose. I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. That's a little, take a little while to get your head around that one. I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. In other words, you rely on him and he gives you confidence to get out and do it. I am ready for anything and equal to anything through him who infuses me with inner strength and confident peace. Wow, inner strength and confidence peace. That's what God infuses to us when we realize who we are in Christ or through Christ. I can do all things through Christ, in Christ. Now, when you think about the word Christ, what's the word Christ mean? It means anointed one. That's why the Antichrist is against those that are anointed. So Christ, if you look at the meaning of it, it means anointed or anointing. So in other words, the Apostle Paul's writing here and saying, you can do all things through the anointing and empowering I've put on your life for your task, for who I've shaped you to be and do, and nothing can stop you if you stay in Christ. That's what the Word of God is actually tr really saying here. I can do all things through Christ, through His anointing, through His empowering, through His infusing strength. That, that not only just makes you feel spiritually good, but it flows over and touches your emotions and helps unravel those things that get all confused. Helps you when your mind is tormented or overwhelmed, by the needs or the challenges, he's there helping unravel those things so that you're not driven by fear, 
but you are led by the Spirit in Christ, His presence and power and anointing. That's what this scripture is truly saying. In Christ, through Christ, we are anointed by the Holy Spirit. There are some amazing Bible promises of who we are in Christ. Let's have a look at a few of them this morning. Ephesians 2.10 says, We have become His poetry, a recreated people that will fulfill the destiny He has given each of us, for we are joined to Jesus, the Anointed One. There it is. You are joined to Jesus. We partner with Him. That's great. It takes you way beyond your own abilities. We often settle for what our abilities are. But I've learned when you let the presence and anointing of God grow in you, you will step into and do things that you never ever thought you were capable of. Lisa here is a prime example, eh? Helping set up the amazing ministry in Uganda. She was a teacher aide in Harvey Bay, winning people to Jesus on the beaches and streets. But when she connected to the anointing, all of a sudden the whole world becomes a much bigger place and you grow and fulfill much bigger things than you would do in your natural ability. When you partner with your natural God-given ability and partner that with the, this Christ within you, all of a sudden things shift and change powerfully and dramatically and he'll take you on a pathway of seeing and achieving things that in the natural you never would have dreamed could happen. That's the awesome Christ that we serve. He infuses us. He lives in us. It says, even before we were born, God planned in advance our destiny and the good works we would do for fulfill it. Wow. So when you're having a bad day thinking, oh, I don't know what the purpose of my life is. Wow, just take some time to hang out with Jesus and say, Lord, who have you created me to be? What have you called me to do? How can I partner with your blessing and overcome? And I just think, wow, just step up and be available. Don't, don't hang back. Too often we hang back because we think we're not good enough. We step back from stuff we think I can't handle. When so often we're just limiting what the power of Christ within us can achieve. There's been times I thought, no, I couldn't do that. And God says, yes, you can. And because I'm crazy enough to say when I was young, Lord, use me and my life surrendered to you all of my days, it gives him permission to engineer things that causes me, place, he brings me place where I cannot back out. I've had many times where I don't think I can do it, but he's just maneuvered things where I cannot walk out of this because I prayed the prayer of surrender when I was a teenager and God says, I've got that for life. Now here I'm going to help you achieve it. And so I'll be, oh God, how did I get in this place? Well, he's probably answering one of your prayers you prayed a while ago. God, use me, flow through me. Let your power set people free and see your kingdom grow. He doesn't forget those prayers. That's one thing God doesn't forget. We forget him, but he doesn't. Because he loves us, he says, okay, let's, let's walk this journey. So when tough times come, sometimes he's just putting you in a place where you can't escape, so you've got to keep walking through. Because he loves us and he wants us to achieve all he's designed for us even before we're born that we try to wriggle out and, and pull back from. Because Oh, that's going to stretch me. Yes, it will. It's out of my comfort zone. Yes, it is. God, I've got to face my fears. Yes, you do. Why? Because there's a whole lot of people's lives depend on you living out for Jesus. And God loves us too much to let, us, let excuses rule us. 
He says we're joined to Jesus, the anointed one. Even before we were born, God planned and advanced our destiny and the good works we would do to fulfill. Boy, if we lived by that, we'd save ourselves a whole lot of stress in arguing with God and trying to wrestle through, how is this going to work out? The Spirit of God's there helping us. No matter what age we are, whether you've been saved for a week or 55 years, your life is powerful and He wants you to live out every day you're breathing and alive, fulfill your destiny. And we have so many excuses, <coughs> excuse me, that we settle for less because we forget who we are called to be. Acts 3.19 says, So repent, change your inner self, your old way of thinking, regret past sins, and return to God. Seek his purpose for your life so that your sins may be wiped away, blotted out, completely erased, so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord restoring you like a cool wind on a hot day. And he may send to you Jesus, the Christ, who has been appointed for you. It basically says, times of refreshing come when we make room for God. Times of refreshing like a cool wind on a hot day. A cold drink when you're thirsty. Times of refreshing. That's why I love church, because the refreshing of God's just sweeping over us. And like Mary Lynn was saying, when you're in the presence of God, worship him with all your heart. Lift your hands, lift your voice. You say, well, I'm not a really good singer. Hey, there's a few hundred of us, but we, no one will hear you if your voice is not good. Just God wants to hear your heart and your voice. And so they go, oh, well, I'm, I'm still wrestling with stuff. Yeah, we all are, but faith declares who Jesus is and that opens the door for his strength to come and set you free. It's a doorway of faith. I believe you in the God of miracles. Say, well, I haven't had one for a while. Well, you won't get one unless you start going his way. The key is to open up your heart and it opens the door for the miracles to break loose. We've got to walk by faith, not by sight. Well, I don't think I'm qualified. God says, well, if I've called you, I will help you get there. I will keep you there until the job is done. Oh, God, help us not to settle for less. Romans 12, 4 says, For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ, in his presence, in the anointed one, we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. Wow, wow, wow. I've learnt and observed that when everyone in the body of Christ is doing their part, no one gets worn out. But if two or three people, it's like on a football team, there's three or four people show up and say, oh, I'm not really into it today. And they're just wandering around. They never take the ball up. They never achieve. The rest of the guys are just worn out saying, come and help us. Oh, I'm not really into it today. I don't feel like it today. And the other guys are doing double time and they all just collapse over the, at full time. But if everyone pulls their part, it's amazing how, wow, we did it. We, we won. Or we gave it our best shot. In church life, I'm amazed when everyone gets into their right spot and just serves, there's an overflow of blessing and everyone strengthens one another. And I'm just amazed the excuses we give to Jesus sometimes. I just don't think he likes them. I've given some. When I was called to go on mission trips, I thought, God, I'm, I'm not real good at doing that. But God sometimes trapped me and got me into places where I couldn't get out of. And now they are some of the highlights of my life that I would have missed out of if I'd made my own choices. And there are people here, some of you are amazing. You've got gifts of hospitality. You've got gifts of blessing kids. You think, oh, 
oh, I don't know if I've got the time. Or I don't know if I've got the energy. Hey, I found when you do God's work, he infuses it with energy that you don't naturally have. That's how it works. We wait for the energy and the time, then we do it. And God says, no, it works the other way. And we say, oh, I don't know if I could do it. There's some people out there, you're amazing musicians, but you're not coming and joining the team. I just don't get that. If God's given you the gift, why aren't you using it for what God planned it for? I just don't get it. Bless you, Jacob, our new bass player. He stepped up and said, I'm going for it. He said, I'm not, when he first came, he said, I'm not sure if I'm good enough, but I'll have a go. He's brilliant at it. And there's a whole pile of people out here hiding your gifts of music and ministry and teaching kids and evangelism and whatever. And we hide because I'm not good enough or I'm afraid I'll make a mistake. Hey, are we going to follow Jesus' plan for us or are we going to let our own excuses or limitations hold us back? I'm speaking like a pastor today, stirring us up. It's half time. We gotta, it's, it's, I'm doing the coach's half time chat, okay? The half time chat, because those that are done well, yay! Those that are hiding, it's time to get up. So the coach is stirring us up today, just like the Holy Spirit stirs me up. And boy, some of those coaches' talks, they're not even allowed to record some of those coaches' talks. So mine, mine's a censored one today, okay? Coming from the heart of Jesus. I want to say, hey, when we all get involved, it's amazing what can happen. When it's more bus drivers, there's hundreds of you guys can drive buses. Takes about an hour on a Friday afternoon, once a fortnight. That's pretty easy to do. As long as we don't know, now you know, so we can't hide anymore. 1, 1 Corinthians 1, 4 says, I always thank my God for you because of his grace given you in Christ Jesus. This is good news because God's grace comes. And what's grace? Unmerited favour. So in Christ, we start to get favour that we didn't have naturally. Resources started to flow. Energy starts to flow. Fears that would limit us all of a sudden lose their power over our thinking. Remember, I can do all things through Christ who's doing those things he's planned for you, not the things you're not meant to be doing. No one's going to sign up for a bus driver you don't have a license. That's not on, okay? Or a blue card. See, it's what, what God's plan and what you can do. And no musos could come that can't put two chords together in right order. Don't feel guilty. We find the spot and let's run for it. Oh, it's a joy when we do that for the kingdom of God. Philippians 4.19 says, I'm convinced that my God will fully satisfy every need you have, for I have seen the abundant riches of glory revealed to me through the anointed one, Jesus Christ. So my God will supply all your needs according to his riches in Christ Jesus, in the anointed one, Christ. Wow. And God's got great ways of multiplying and increasing. Colossians 2.9, I love these verses that talk about who we are in Christ. For he is the complete fullness of deity living in human form and our own completeness is now found in him. We are completely filled with God in Christ's fullness overflows within us. He is the head of every kingdom and authority in the universe. We are completely filled with God as Christ's fullness overflows within us. Wow, wow. Some people just bubbling and overflowing. You think, well, it's just because they're an extrovert. No, I've met some introverts that they walk into the room and they carry Christ. We're all carriers of Christ. You change the atmosphere in your classroom. You change the atmosphere in your household. You change the atmosphere when you walk into a shop. You think, me? I'm not any special. Yeah, but you're carrying Jesus, the most special one, into every place that you go. 
the anointed one shifts the atmosphere. You can walk into a place and all of a sudden darkness flees because Christ has come in. Or darkness starts to react because Christ is within you, the anointed one. Let's understand what's going on. It's time for some exchanges to happen. For some exchanges to happen where darkness has ruled, it's time for light to rule. It's time for light to rule, but you've got to know that that's the power that's within you. Don't sit on the sidelines saying, I don't have anything. If you've got Christ, you've got all that you need. And then he will get you to help train and equip and do the other things. But we've got to realize, when you walk in and let Christ fill you, fear loses its power and faith and belief starts to take over. When you walk in Christ, shame and guilt loses its power and all of a sudden hope for the future starts to grab you. Think, wow, that's, what are the possibilities here? And many of you have discovered this. And I want to encourage you, let's keep stepping up. Let's keep walking out and let's see what God will do for his kingdom's sake over our lives. It's time for divine exchange where our failures move to success. Discouragement moves to hope. Weakness moves to strength. Our fears to faith. How do you do that? What you choose to partner with and agree with is where you end up. How can I change? I'm just so afraid. Start to partner with Christ within you and his words of truth and hope and fear starts to lose its power. But if you keep speaking, well, I'm just so afraid. If you keep partnering with that, guess what? It gets stronger and that's all you see. The simple key for change from darkness to light, from fear to faith and uh, discouragement to hope is to choose to partner with what you want to see come. It's a choice of mind. It's a choice of words. And God help us. Isaiah 40 verse 28 says, Do you not know, have you not heard, the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, does not become tired or grow weary. There's no searching his understanding. He gives strength to the weary, and to him who has no might, he increases power. Even youths grow weary and tired, and vigorous young men stumble badly. But those who wait for the Lord, who expect, look for, and hope in him, will gain new strength and renew their power. They will lift up their wings and rise up close to God like eagles rising toward the sun. They will run and not become weary. They will walk and not grow tired. When you get to half time, you think, oh boy, a bit tired. I'm not sure how I'm going to make it through the second half. But if you take some time to connect with Jesus and just wait on him, it says you will start to get energy and rise up. You will rise up. You won't settle for less. Nasty flu we've had the last few weeks. It's the worst one I've had in nine years and it just tried to knock us out. But you just got to work your way through that and keep walking through the valley because you will come out the other side. And whether it's a physical, emotional, a fear-based, a relational, negative, criticism, whatever, don't give up. Just keep walking. As one preacher said, if you're walking through hell, just keep walking. Don't stop there. Just keep walking because you'll come out the other side if Jesus is inside of you. Because this too will pass away. Keep walking. God, you're helping us. Romans 1.25 is a very sad verse. It says, They exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshipped created things rather than the Creator who's forever praised. There's a whole lot of people in our world who have exchanged the truth about God for a lie. I am amazed the things people believe these days. They'll see... A something in the media or a Facebook post, and it's got no common sense to it at all, but people just blindly say, I believe that. 
And when you, this is, you say, how do I help people? Just start asking people a couple of questions. Do you really believe that? Or tell, tell me what helps you to agree with that statement. And so I'm, I don't want to fight. I'm just wanting to understand how you've got to that place. And it's amazing when people start thinking, oh, I don't really know. I've read it in the paper the last few weeks or I've seen it on social media and it must be true. I said, no, no. That's how culture wars happen. They keep saying something long enough to get everyone to believe it when there's no substance of truth to it. We've got to be people of truth. Alex Solzhenitsyn, who wrote that amazing book, The Gulag Archipelago, his son, who's now, I'm not sure what age he is, he spoke in New York in the last couple of years, a very powerful thing. He says, truth is always more powerful than lies. But you've got to believe it and you've got to keep saying it long enough to the lies get exposed and lose their power. And the enemy tries to numb us down and say, well, even if you believe that's not really going to run anymore because this is more powerful. No, light's always more powerful than darkness. Truth is always more powerful than lies and deception. But you've got to be convinced in your heart and realize that with Christ we can overcome and keep going for it. Wow. God help us to be those overcomers in Christ. A couple more verses and we'll wrap it up. Isaiah 61 says, The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, provide for those who grieve in Zion, to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes. Here's the divine exchange happening. Grief, ashes, He's going to give us beauty. The oil of joy instead of mourning. A garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. They will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord. They will rebuild the ancient ruins and restore the places long devastated. They will renew the ruined cities that have been devastated for generations. When God, you renew partner with God, he will start to rebuild, restore and renew. Isn't that awesome? Some of you look back in your life and say, hey, he's, he's rebuilt. He's restored and renewed my hope. He's helped me to get fresh purpose and focus in our hearts and our lives. 2 Corinthians 1.21 says, Now it is God himself who has anointed us and he is constantly strengthening both you and us in union with Christ. He knows we are his since he has also stamped his seal of love over our hearts and has given us the Holy Spirit like an engagement ring is given to a bride a down payment for the blessings to come. Wow, wow, wow. The Holy Spirit, Christ within us, the anointed one is in you and I today. What challenge has been trying to rip you off and distract you and think it's too hard? You can't do it. The Spirit of God says, hey, I've called you to run the path I've put before you and through Christ I can do all things that he has purposed for you and I to do. And when you partner with that, it's amazing what happens. The enemy will come to try and get you off course. But then the Spirit of God will come within you and you get infused. All of a sudden you think, well, I don't know how this is going to happen, but I know with God it will. And that's faith. That's faith. Faith doesn't have all the answers, but boy, it keeps pointing the right direction. It focuses in the right way and you just don't give up. That's what faith is. And as you start walking forward, he opens the panorama and you start to see where the light's shining. You start to see the answers. And that's how beautiful is, is our God. I love this verse, Isaiah 54, verse 
in the middle it says God says clear lots of ground for your tents make your tents large spread out think big use plenty of rope drive the tent pigs big tent pegs not pigs pegs bit deep you're going to need lots of elbow room for your growing family that sounds like our church hey we're going to need lots of elbow room for our youth group and for our different ministries we're going to need lots of elbow room for our growing family you're going to make take over whole nations you're going to resettle abandoned cities don't be afraid you're not going to be embarrassed don't hold back you're not going to come up short you'll forget all about the humiliations of your youth thank you for joining us the Bayside Christian Church community aims to transform our city and beyond with the life and power of Jesus Christ if you want to know more or just keep in touch check us out at www.baysidechristianchurch.com.au or follow us on our social media sites at Bayside Christian Church.